Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our mates at hungover.net.au. Feel your worst while looking your best. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And uh, we'll take a preview of round number 10 that's coming up here at the Supercoach season as we uh, sort of get towards the halfway mark. Uh, boy, isn't that scary. But... Uh, before we get stuck into that, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elite. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the podcast store at Supercoach Elite. Um, crazy week this week, Bombs, but how'd you go? Um, well, yeah, crazy week it was. I actually scored pretty good. I scored a 22.66, um, so double numbers there, which is a bit scary. Uh, went up about 1,500 spots. I'm sitting at just under 6.5K uh, on the overall rank with 6 out of 10 league wins. Too bad. Not too bad at all. Uh, I scored a 22.50, so just out you. Uh, 10 out of 10 in the league win, so that's always handy. I probably faced a little bit easier opposition than you did down in Divi 2, so <laughs> can't complain about that. Uh, went up 438 spots in the ranks. Thought it was going to be a little bit more, to be honest, after seeing a lot of uh, a lot of the dismal scores out there, but I must have played everyone that was below me already, so not much you can do. And the overall ranks, what up? What's it up? Ah, sorry, sitting at 4,384 at the moment. 4,384. So 2,000 between us. Give us your total score. Uh, total score is 19,706. Now, I am 75 points um, behind you on the overall score, and that's 2,000 on the overall ranks. Isn't that incredible? crazy. Yeah, but I'm sitting at 19,631 as a total score. That's ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. did forget to mention at the top of the show, uh, you can find us on our website at supercoachelites.com.au as well. So, I don't think it has a .au. No, no .au. No .au, just supercoachelites.com. Think about that down pat right now. I'll get it right eventually. Oh, but God, God, God. Hey, a bit of a funny week this week, Bombs. We don't really have any kind of super value on the bubble at all this week. It seems one's going to be for the picking this week. Before we get into that, who pissed you off this week? Because there was plenty of uh, those cash cow options that didn't put some good scores on the board. Well, you know what, Corey? I don't blame the cash cow options. I blame Matt Crouch, personally, in my team. Um, now, you know, I mean, I had to vent to, to you sort of during the week, didn't I? And, and you know my thoughts. Now, if he can jog laps of training, he can play a game of football because he never moves out of anything but a jog. He doesn't kick the goddamn pill. He handballs it every time. So if he can jog laps and hit a few handballs at training, then he's fit to play by my books. And because of that peanut missing, I ended up with Will Hayes as 31 on field. And I'm not happy about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's not ideal. That's no, it's not. Shocking. It. Say, Crouchy's going out and having 48 possessions. That's probably 72 super coach points. So that's an extra 40 points. You know, increase to that score. Well, I would, you know, I like to think that's about sixty, Corey, and that probably, with that sixty-point difference, we just discussed what that would have meant for the overall. I'd probably be up another two K range. Fine. Hey, um, did you have any heroes this week? Did anyone really, you know, get you going, get those emotions just intact? Corey, how can you pass up on one hundred and seventy from Lockie Whitfield? Look, that's a right bombslide. I get it, one seventy from Lockie Whitfield. That's pretty good. But what about the man who's break even? He's just popped up to... Why is it for buddy projected for me? Um, he's just popped up to a negative 32. 
you know, priced at the right price of 253,500. Let me read a couple of these scores out for I'm you. I'm not interested. Woolly I'm telling you now. Early season form, but 82 <laughs> against Fremantle, 101 on the board against Hawthorne. Mate, Noah Bolter, what an absolute piece of art he is out on that football field. Yeah, and you know what? Good on him, and good on for the team to stuck with him. So you know, we kind of held players like Gibbons and Bailey Scott, and you know, Bolter and Setterfield, and, and these kind of players who either haven't produced or have missed games. And, and this is what we hope to kind of see from them: is a, is a little bit of change in fortunes here. So good on anyone that held him. I stand by my decision to encourage people not to trade him in last week. I, I still think that that would have been something incredibly stupid to do. However, Corey. This week um, is going to be interesting to see what he's going to be capable of with a uh, big saldo uh, rubbed out for one game. I don't think Richmond are going to bring in another Ruckman, to be I honest. And, uh, that, I've got no idea whether they're challenging. All I know is he's been rubbed out for one game. And potentially that means Bolter is a uh, solo Ruck. Monday night. Oh, my God. Goat going to goat. Mate, you thought I loved Mitch Hannon last year. This is just a newfound love. The chiseled jaw. Slicked back hair as he's running through the everywhere on the ground. The guy plays everywhere. In fairness, he kind of needed it after you traded Marty Hall uh, pretty early on in the year. Marty who? Marty Hall. Never heard of him. him. You don't have to worry about those kind of players, Bonds, when you've got the Noah Bolter absolutely dominating. (laughs) So. That's all. Uh, that's all I need. Hey, look, we can't really talk about cash cows because the only one that look we potentially have two on the bottom uh, p- bottle uh, bubble in Jonathan Marsh negative sixteen break even one hundred and sixty three k defender and Rupert Wills negative seventeen with a nice score of eighty on the weekend one hundred and sixty six k midfielder. You probably can't trust Wills to hold down the position. Probably in the same boat with Marsh as well and. The fact that we've got so many rookies that have played one game, I, I think there was a stat today that we had 11 play one game this week. Was that correct? Really? No, I don't think so. I think that probably was players. That that includes players that have played one for the year, I would have thought. Oh, well, no, I'm pretty certain it was 11 players under the 200K price bracket played their first game this week. I would struggle to see how that's true. You're in. Yeah, Darcy Fort, Robbie Young. Joe Atley, Joel Garner, Mitchell Hinge. Uh, scroll down a little bit. Uh, stock already played. Billy Frampton, Harrison Petty, Oscar Baker. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was a few. <laughs> That's cra- that is crazy. So we are going to have a plethora of players to pick from next week. Now, we've been talking a lot off air, a lot of messages being flying backwards and forwards. We've both talked about the potential about going early on someone this week. Out yeah. of those players, who's the one that you were looking most likely to pick? I mean, Darcy Ford dropped 105, but he's playing full forward. You've got Robbie Young, 117k uh, forward line player. You've got Joe Atley, 123k midfielder. Joel Garner, 123k midfielder. You know, they're the ones that have scored over 60. Is there one you're leaning more towards the other? And before you answer what you're going to do, is it more about the kind of favourable position? What works best for your team if you go early on one of these guys? Um, no, not really, because I'm anticipating next week we're all going to be double downing. Um, and the only reason I'm going to look to bring money in early this week is because with this, with such a large crop, I kind of want one this week so I can do an upgrade, double down next week, which will lead me into upgrades the week after. Um, we're just going to make trades as they kind of happen, in my opinion. I'm sort of really big on, on that. We wait for trades to kind of come to us. And hey, there's no better time than to do it than, than the present, I would have thought. Um, what I did like from 
a, a player from the Saints there, young, uh, with his, what did he get, a 69? Yep. He'd he done it for eight touches. So, um, look, I think he's certainly going to hold his spot um, this week, and we'll see what happens. And I think a forward-line play is something that I need, and St. Kilda have that many injuries at the moment that I'm confident he might be able to just sort of keep himself there. So um, I'll see what happens. If I'm taking the punt, I'm either going with him or look at one of the Port boys, um, either Garner in defence or Atlee, who, depending on what happens in team selection this week, but I think if he can retain with a couple of the uh, Port midfielders sort of coming back into the team, then he's probably the one with the, with the better of all the job security there. Um, obviously, there was strong interest. I think it was North last year. They had strong interest, didn't they? Um, he was seen to be kind of like the steak knives in the... Uh, what deal happened down there? Pollock, Pollock kind of trade or whatever it was. That sort of, no, it was free agency, wasn't it? Pittard or whatever the hell happened. Um, whatever dumb deal North made. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, I kind of agree with that decision they made because they were going to lose their... It was definitely a trade because they were going to lose their first pick regardless um, due to Taron Thomas, wasn't it? So they on-traded that first pick for a fair few players. So totally agree with what they did there, to be honest. But anyways, beside the point, um, but Robbie, yeah, Robbie Young, he's probably the one I'm looking at. Um, you know, small, smallish type player. Well, not a smallish type player. He's only 178 centimetres, the, the bloke. And um, just given, I guess, how, you know, the game was kind of on the weekend, how it all sort of played out, he's one that uh, yeah, I'm pretty confident he'll keep um, he'll keep his spot on the team because I think uh, some people like the kind of energy and pressure that he provides around the ball. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with Robbie Young. I was also really impressed with, uh, with young Joe Matley too. Um, and Garner as well. I heard a, a press conference last week that the Port Adelaide Football Club, especially the guys down there in uh, for the Port Adelaide Magpies, had been super impressed of where Joel Garner had come from um, and his natural progression in the last 12 months because there was a couple that we were uh, considering 12 months ago that he might have been not ready or not good enough for the AFL level and um, he's definitely proved a lot of them wrong down there. So they really, really like Garner. Joe Atley, he's one that's been on our radar for a long time. Um, I think we spoke, we might have spoke about him in the Port podcast at the start of the year. I think he might have been my kind of left field rookie to start, uh, that may get a shot at some stage. So, huge fan of the way Joe Atley plays his football. Uh, and again, Robbie Young, I think, I think those, I think you can't go wrong with any of the three of them. They should be safe enough to get at least three games. That's what they do in the lead up there. Port Adelaide have a lot of players to come back, Bombs, um, but they have been pretty rewarding of young kids playing good football. Does that worry you at all with the amount of players that are coming back in? Yeah, that's, and look, that's what's probably leading me towards young at the moment. Um, so if I can get young in, um, you know, I can work it out kind of DPP, you know, trade Durs and Rouks, I think he's good to sort of offload at the moment and do something like that, that's what I'm looking at at the moment. So, yeah, with Port's sort of players they got to come back, um, I think when we take a risk like this, we want to be as secure as we can. And, and that'll, yeah, be the Robbie Young, and that was probably where I was leading to as well. Um, they've liked giving the... St Kilda have liked that kind of play, the, that rotation. I think Park is probably due for a, uh, a rest at some stage soon as well, so... I think Young's going to stay in that team for a little while. Yeah. Any of the others? Anyone else got fancy, or is it going to be more no. this week? Yeah, for me, it's yeah probably Young at this stage, and then I'll, I'll pick another two of them next week, see what happens. 
There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be talking about Darcy Fort, and I'm, I'm worried that this week there may be some people that are going to go Rob to Fort. That's Riley O'Brien to Fort early. Now, I'm not super big on it. I'd probably want to see another massive score out of Fort, just given the eye test and where he plays on the field before I'd make that trade. Fort also has the same buy around as, oh, sorry about that, as Gorn and Grundy, which worries me a little bit too. So. I think if you're holding, if you picked up Riley O'Brien and your plan was to run him through the buy rounds, I think you just stick fat with that. I get the, the kind of enticingness to, to make a lot of cash now, but he's going to be pretty handy as an extra player on field during that uh, Gorn and Grundy buy. Um, I was talking to you today off air bombs and saying that, you know, if he comes out and scores another ton, how hard is that going to be um, to pass up on? Another bloke we were talking to said he won't score another ton. I said, well, I hope it is that way because I don't want to even be sitting here next week and thinking of that. What's You're your talking about passing the... forward, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, my thoughts around forward is, mate, you certainly don't move this week. you got Rob, who's break-evens, 84. <coughs> Again, you got him kind of through the buys. I'm not touching that at all. Um, there's no... I mean, Stanley walks straight up into the team next week and what they do with Fort is anyone's kind of guess... Um, whether or not they play him in, I don't even know, Freddie Galea or someone played on the weekend, but um, his spot in there is very, very temporary, I would have thought, Darcy Fort. So um, I think the main advantage you have with Rob is the fact that he's there during the buys, and then you kind of offload him uh, from there. Yep. Uh, anyone else you think we need to touch on? No. No, good to go. All right, ready for some, again, this week, being an early pod, Round the Grounds isn't happening on here. Check it out on the website. Uh, spoke about, I think, Sod. I, was, I spoke about Paddy Nash last week. I'm a little bit annoyed that he didn't get his go. So, um, But Soldo and there was someone else that I spoke about that they got in there too. So not too shabby with this Round the Grounds shit. It's, it's pretty easy if you ask me. So, yeah, we'll move on from there. Um, who am I? I almost forgot the name of my own segment yeah. then. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be, as long as you're not giving me this top eight bot, mate. Oh, well, that's the first oh, one. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I'll, I'll guess it. I'll play for a bottom eight team. Nah, it's top eight this week. Oh, and I was a 50-50 shot too. I couldn't even get that wrong. Right. Couldn't even get that wrong. Right. Uh, yeah, so I play for a top eight side. I play for a non-Victorian team. Okay, yeah. I've had one game under 110 in my last five games. I have okay. Not the same position that I was last year. Super coach. So my super coach position this year is different to my super coach position last year. I am top eight for f in in my position for five round averages, and I'm top five in my position for three round averages. Who am I? Okay, so I'm going to need to have a look at the top eight teams. So GWS position changes there. Who have they been? Uh, won't be Lockie Whitfield. Won't be what's moved to Brisbane. Won't be Daniel Rich. G process of the nation here. West Coast, Shannon Hearn. No, he was a defender. Adelaide. Yeah, no one really there. Port Adelaide. Didn't even realise Adelaide and Port were seventh and eighth on the ladder, to be honest. Um, you're not... How many scores underneath 110, was it? In my last five games, one. Last five games, one score. Was it Tom Rockliffe? It is not Tom Rockliffe. Um, Do you want more guess? Mate, this... Uh, I don't like this segment anymore. It's not... It can't be Lockie Whitfield. It's not um, Lockie Whitfield. This whole position change thing, I think I'm, I'm way too focused on I'm this. I'm a tonight. midfielder. You're a midfielder? Yep. 
Oh, fuck off. Oh, shit, I shouldn't have sworn on that, but it's Elliot Yo. It is Elliot Yo. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, that oh, frustrates bring it up. That name could uh, be enough to make you swear, so... Sorry um, about this. That's, look, that's all right. Shit happens sometimes. Um, <laughs> I've just got absolutely pissed off when you actually... Look, mate, oh, we, we, stupid enough to we, weren't, we weren't super exciting on him at the start of the year. We knocked him a lot, but some of those scores, they're hard to ignore. Corey... Just ignore them, please. No, for, for, the, for the sake of your sanity and mine, just ignore them. Any questions that come through, Corey, maintain the almost the the, the podcast sort of line here. Um, just, we're not selecting him, and we won't encourage people to select him. Picking Elliot Young is stupid. Stupid, Corey. Are we still super worried that he's going to go play games as a tagger? He's going to go play, spend... Minutes up forward when games are close. I'll tell you what my concern is. The fact that people are talking about this idiot, Corey, and he's only averaging 104. Now, fair income, Corey. At least give me someone who might be averaging 114 if you want me to consider it. But if you're going to bring me 104, well, it's no, it's honestly, I can understand what, what you're doing down there in Divi 2 because you deserve to bloody stay there if you're going to raise this as an option. <laughs> Fair Oh, this is exactly what I wanted. I knew it'd just set you off. How stupid can you be to be thinking of Elliot Yo? Wow. Let's let's quickly let's honestly tell me if these players score you better than Elliot Yo. Neil. Yep. I want to guess or not. Maybe, maybe, maybe just Paddy Cripps. Yep. No, he gets tagged out of games too easy. Well, yeah. Well, we know that's a yes from you. Five. Yep. Oliver. Bontempelli? Yep. McRae? Yep. Gaff? Yep. Zach Merritt? Yep. Josh Kelly? Yep. Corey Fettig, I can do this all day, Corey. All day I can do this. If you're telling me Elliot Yo is top eight, then I want whatever the hell you're on because they must be some good bloody drugs. <laughs> uh, in all fairness, too, Zach Merritt was also my... Uh, um, who am I this week? He's a fair income beast then. Now that... It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy what yeah. he's doing. No, and this is the only year I haven't started with him for about three, I reckon. Underrated. <laughs> um, we'll walk oh. backwards again. We'll go to questions because I'm, I'm liking a lot of questions. I like what's coming through. It's going to tick off a lot of the topics this week. Benoit, no knees, Dallin Gray. Hey, crew. Had a lot of good, but my three bad were terrible. Fell to top 5K with 21 trades to play. Rookies are looking thin. I asked last week, do we go this week and O'Brien with an 85 break even, or do you see more value in retaining him for his buys? Trade over O'Brien for Fort, potentially. Now, the bloke, obviously, you know, he started off by kind of talking about his overall position, Corey. So, for me, this kind of says... Uh, he obviously cares about his overall position, and if that's the case, then you certainly hold O'Brien to his buy and drop him once he kind of fills in for Gordon Grundy that week. Yeah, uh, the one thing with O'Brien too is I think he's the, the worst. I think you're going to get in around there is probably 400k because he's going to keep pumping out 90 pluses. Like you know, he had the odd game last week where he was pretty bad, but he's a he's a good ruckman. Yeah, he's a very good ruckman. So I don't think you want to be getting rid of him. Um, 
And I gotta love the Web Express for getting on and answering someone's question. Like we said last week, Elitist, we love the community. Get on and start some discussion on everyone's questions. It helps people out. Get on those forums, use them. They're absolutely great. Um, Sam Perkins, Charlie Constable, and Dersma out for Atley and Whitfield, or wait a week. Oh, that's 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 a good question. Um, well, you can probably wait a week, couldn't you? Um, I wouldn't be because next week we're going to double downgrade, and Sam will get to this at the end of the topic because I'm looking at something very very similar. That is actually very true, I'm, and I'm glad you raised that actually because you you know just triggering me around the double downgrade again next week. Now, why it's important, I think this week, because I was just purely looking at sort of break evens yep. of yeah, um, Constable and, and Whitfield. However, round eleven. They play Gold Coast. Now, Lockie Whitfield could do something very similar to what he did to Carl. Actually, probably no one, yeah, he probably won't do that to Gold Coast because they might be somewhat competitive. But he could have a very, very good game in, in a couple of weeks' time. And Melbourne this week as well. That could be also, Corey, a very, very good game. So I would want him for certainly in two weeks' time. And if you're going to be double downgrading next week, then by all means go grab him this week. Are you ready to go absolutely bananas? On what? Timmy Tunier. With Zach Williams potentially done a hamstring. Oh, cool. Do you want me to just full stop there and you can have your little Zach Williams hour of power? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Those that selected Zach Williams, I mean, now that, that, now I don't know what I can and cannot call him, Corey. I haven't really read the code of conduct for the Supercoach Elite page for the, probably, probably since I signed up, to be honest. Now, he may have been good. But how the hell he scored, what he scored on the weekend when he didn't play the second half is unknown to me. He had 10-plus points of scaling once he went off injured. Now, Corey, you know how much I hate this kind of scaling business. However, you trade him now because he is not going to be above 500K probably again this season. So cash in. And if you can go him to Whitfield for 50, 50K, then you can count your bloody lucky stars that it's only going to cost you that much. And I'll re keep reading on the question. I'm, you're a little bit more resilient than I thought you would be on the Zach Williams owners. Um, and also Brody Smith too. Tom Stewart. So Brody Smith to Tom Stewart would leave him 100 bucks in the bank with 21 trades left. Mate, Brody Smith to Tom Stewart. How can you say not? I mean, you're getting rid of Zach Williams and Brody Smith for Whitfield and Tom Stewart. Your team is already 10% better. They are fantastic trades. Yeah, the Brody Smith, look, I can't even get the words out. Mate, he was on like 30 at halftime, finished with a 91. So he, no, he finished with 96. He does it consistently as well. He does it consistently. He does that consistently as well. However, I mean, he's... He, for me, he's not on the top of my priority list, Corey, because I'm only running Lloyd and Whitfield, and Smith's my third defender at the moment, and when he's pumping out an average of 91, I'm not too concerned by it. However, when you're bringing in the likes of Stewart and Whitfield, and you've got the likes of Herm kind of sitting there, and you've got, you know, Luke, not Liam, Ryan floating in the background, and, you know, you've got one or two others. There's probably those peanuts out there looking at Daniel Rich. So this is his team at the moment. He's got in the background Sicily, Williams, Smith, Hall, Dersmer, and Darcy Moore. See, I don't mind the idea of maybe instead of going up, you could potentially go down to someone. Oh, no, you, look, you might as well go the double up, really, shouldn't you? And then it becomes Sicily, Stewart, uh, Whitfield... Dersmer and Darcy Moore. Yeah, so, nah, just get rid of Williams and Smith. You're going to probably do it at some point this year. Moore has got a fraction more money to make. Um, someone like Dersmer, 
if, but I don't know this guy here, and he has 100 bucks left in the blank to execute these trades, so you're probably going to go do as much up. So, um, yeah, that will kind of just leave that at that. But, yeah, I'm certainly doing those two trades. That means those two players are coming in this week. Uh, Keisty 999 carrying M. Crouch, Small, Kinuyo, Danger, and Williams. Danger play this week, anyway. Uh, I don't think he will. Why? No, I think he's out. He, he uh, now, Corey, he has faked that many injuries this year that all of a sudden he's going to miss a game. And you know why? Enlighten me. Well, Corey, because if he was to play a game, there wouldn't be that much hysteria around the next time he tried to fake one of these injuries. So he wants to keep people on their toes now by saying, oh, hey, look at me, I'm on crutches, I'm going to have the week off. So next time he tries to pull one of these crutch incidents, we actually believe he's going to have the next week off, but he'll say, no, 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 hold on a minute. This is all about me. It's the Dangerfield show, as uh, Chris Scott liked to call it in the in the presser afterwards. It's all about him. He's, he's not going to play this week. I can, I can virtually guarantee it. He's not travelling to Geelong. They're, I mean, to Gold Coast. Corey, they're playing Gold Coast, Corey. He's what pot- does he have to gain? He, now, I don't know if you've heard some of his quotes during the week or post-game, but he has said we're in a really good position list-wise. And, you know, these are the kinds of things he's saying. There's honestly a 5% chance. I'll give him a 5% chance to play. You've been hanging out with Kate Corns too much, mate. Well, no, well he's very valid. This is It's, it's all about him. Who, now, Kate Corns or Dangerfield? Well, actually, a little bit of both. When you think about it, the, the irony of me caught me telling other people it's all about them when usually it's all about me, Corey. <laughs> Mate, you dangerous cake. Or <laughs> now, I'll tell you. Cake, it's not going to end well. Well, I can tell you now, Corey, if cake's on the line, I'll win that contest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I think he's playing. So, anyway, let's keep going. Fallon ranks due to having to play too many rookies last week. I have Riley O'Brien and I want to hold Williams if possible. Oh, is, it, is it worth trading O'Brien to get a forward or a back primo? Probably Lloyd. And then can afford Marshall or Warpool as well. Oh, I give up on Bryright cover, but is it worth it to stem the bleeding? No. See, and now, because the worry that I have with this question is that you, you bring in O'Brien because you want to well, bring in Lloyd. I get that. That's kind of smart, I'd prefer the one up, one down. But then you're sacrificing a, a, one of the locks in the top six forwards, I think, because you're looking at Marshall or Warple. When I see both those names, I don't think the Warpedo's top six. Marshall would still need to do more for me to get to top six as well. I mean, you've got both. I have to say it, Mundy at the moment, who is in the best form of his beautiful 300-plus game career. Um, Kelly, Dangerfield. We had Heaney playing in the guts on the weekend again after he was apparently injured. We've got Dunkley floating Dunkley, around. Yeah, exactly. Well, didn't he score 88? Yeah, something like that. Kelly yeah. Daniel, also. So I, I think you're just sacrificing... I think you're only just looking at this week, and and that becomes my issue. You're not looking at the season in the whole. And trust me, come round 23, you make the grand final, and the names are reading Warple versus Boak. You're putting that down as a loss, I think. Yep. Uh, the other players, Zeebel, being good. Yeah. 
probably not getting spoken about enough. Uh, long story short, I think your Canilio, he comes back in. Danger will miss, but don't worry about that because 70% of the league, the competition has him. Matt Crouch will be back in. Darcy will be back in. And Zach Williams, now he was taken off with hamstring awareness, whatever the hell that means. Nobody, or tightness, whatever it is. Nobody knows. At most, I would say that would be a one-weeker. So I think you even hold him in that situation. Um, if you think he's top six, but by all means, I mean, Corey, would you rather trade Williams up to Lloyd and leave O'Brien on your bench as cover than trade O'Brien out and get Lloyd? I most certainly would do that. Yeah, and, and it's probably not going to be great for you now. And, and, like, this is a league thing. You're going to have a little bit less cash um, and, you know, probably not the, the name that you want on field. But, yeah, there's no way I would be moving Williams right now. If mm-hmm. I had him, and if he, if he, hundred percent, if he was missing, that's hamstrings. He, he's got shit hammies. He's had so much injury problems in the past, and now you're going to bank on a player who's injury prone, who has tight hamstrings. You know, in all fairness, I'll smash him. Come back from. You know, and, and yeah, they, they're going to let him rest. You know, they do that. They, they do it. We sat here and watched Kelly not play for eighty-two rounds last year, so. It happens. Stephen M. Faulkner, 12. That's a long name. Hey, lads, I'm asking this question for a mate. He wants to know how do you win league matches. He's currently top eight in his league in total points, but head-to-head is 0-7. Asking because I'm sick of him complaining about how unlucky he is. He has. Did you make this? No, no, I promise you I didn't. But he has every right to be angry. He has every right to complain and bitch, and this is what we call hashtag fixture gap. It is just absolutely unlucky. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I think we just put that down as a fixture gap. And all you can do as a responsible friend is bag the living shit out of him for losing all seven. Yeah, I'm the king of fixture gate as well. You'll hear me <laughs> quite often complain about fixture gate. Um... Saying that, I've just done a terrible move here, and I've clicked on like in on this question. I wasn't even logged in, so uh, just bear with me for two seconds, boss. Uh, maybe you can talk about Zach Williams or something while I get this fixed up. Actually, just thoughts on Sammy Walsh. We haven't had a question yet. I mean, it was okay. a lot that we were looking to trade last week. Um, I was looking to trade. I ended up holding. We didn't even talk about our trades. We'll get that when we talk to trade at the end of the pod. Um, I was looking at trade. I ended up holding it, but now is it now that you just go to buys or you look at holding trading? What's what's the plan? So you, you're clearly smart enough to hold him last week because if you didn't, you would have copped a Hayes or a Gibbons or one of these types on the bench. Maybe even a centre field if you got him in the midfield. Um, break even. Now he's going to hover. This break even kind of just going to hover. He's not losing cash rapidly, so I'm not that concerned. He only lost four, nearly five k this week. Break even sitting at one hundred six now. So. Now, Carlton have done those two games. This is where it becomes interesting because their run coming up now, cause is actually a lot more friendly. So they start with the Saints this week and then they go to Essendon and then they go to Brisbane. Um, and that's not a that's actually, despite Brisbane being in the top four, it's actually not a bad next three. And then they've got the Dogs, the Bye, Frio, Melbourne, Sydney, Gold Coast. Um, it's actually a really, really friendly fixture right up until round 18, to be honest. So um, he's going to be one of these players where... You can either trade now or you kind of just almost ride him the entire way through that, I think. Um, 
Now, this may make a bit of a statement here, but I'm actually looking at trading in this week, and we'll speak about you know why that might be coming up later on. But look, I just think for the benefit of my team, um, you know, I'll look, I'll just drop it now, cause and I'm looking to get Lockie Neal in, and pretty much the only way I can do that without um, having to wait a few more weeks is to sort of move Walsh on, just given he's about 200k less than um, than Lockie Neal at this point in time. Is he good that Lockie Neal guy? He uh, allegedly he's been going okay this year. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be too sure. I picked him at the start of the year, and I don't really look at his scores week to week. I just that's probably why you're sitting divvy too. You, you should check your team more often. Yeah, that'd be potentially. <laughs> uh, Daniel Anderson, fifteen. He sent through his team, which is good. We'll have a look at the second, but I want to read this out. Man, this guy's absolutely flying. This, oh my god, he's got these names: Ocken Ball on his bench down back as a bit of a swing. Schlong in the rucks, and this guy sitting 74th overall. Good on him. He started some great rookies here. Bang, lads, pulled the trigger on Walsh to McRae. Got me 2,400 for the week and up to 74th overall. That is awesome. What should I do this week? Parker needs to go, but no one on the bubble. Also need to upgrade the likes of Myers and Durs. Where are they done? Cheers, lads. Loving the podcast. Corey, <laughs> this bloke, he, he's done. His team's finished. Don't worry about it. What is he? Just say 74th overall. Yeah. He won't even come top 74,000, Corey. 16 trades left and a bloke called Ockenball <laughs> in his defence, Corey. Nah, I disagree, Daniel Anderson. You're absolutely flying. Keep pulling the triggers. You've got to go. Let's have a look what we can do for him, Bumps. He's got Zach Williams. Oops. Corey. 16 trades. I'll yes. run you through how many players needs to upgrade. Baker. Wait, he's going for 50 Myers. Warple. Stack, Crouch. How many is that? Five? Yeah. Dersma, Hall, Williams. What's that, another three? That's eight. Now, fair income, Corey. He's going to be running the likes of Sloan and Rockliffe come back end of the year, running the likes of, well, potentially Warple, running players like Zach Williams. He's now... No offence, but he's no shot for the 50k. If a team like this wins the 50k, well, then I might just quit Supercoach altogether. Well, I think he's ranked higher than you, so let's help him out. Well, he certainly is, Corey. Uh, okay, 16 trades. Zach Williams to... I think Zach Williams to Lloyd, especially if he misses. I mean, it's not ideally in the upgrade kind of budget that he's got here. Does um, he have the one... How much is he on the bank? 143. Yeah. How much does that cost? Uh, that's 50k. Okay, so what's that leaving with another 100 left over? Yeah. Now, I'll tell you the other one now, Corey. I'll tell you his second trade. Probably the one he needs to look at maybe even a little bit more closely would be that Gyron Myers, who I have to say, uh, very good story about how he got his first name, to be honest. I, I quite enjoy listening to that. But with a break-even of 82, he needs to go. And you have a plethora of options down forward, I think. Um, does he have Heaney? I don't know if he's team up. Nah. What's Heaney worth? Oh, Heaney's only four fifty. He could potentially oh, get wow. He could potentially get Heaney and Lloyd this week with that one forty odd that's sitting in the bank. He could pick pretty much someone like a Caleb Daniel. I would have thought. Um, I don't mind that. He's pretty consistent. Um, you know, career self kind of suggests he's injury free as well. Um, he's got Dangerfield, I assume. Yeah. But if you really want to risk it, yeah, sometimes you got to risk it to get the biscuit. I don't even mind the Zach uh, Jack Zebel one at four hundred and sixty k as well. Hey, right now, um, Jack Zeeble or, or Marshall, who do you think's got more chances to finish in top six? Yeah, Zeebs. Yeah. Um, 
And that's that's kind of the player that if you're going to win 50k, they're the kind of names that are going to do it. They're either going to make or break you. So if you're playing for league as well, it depends what you want to do. But those kind of crazy outrageous trades. But I think Lloyd and one of the names that was just just mentioned, I'd probably prefer Heaney. But uh, if you want a bit of a pod... Heaney is safe. Yeah, yeah. That's what Heaney is. Heaney is very this safe. This guy does have a couple of risks already. Uh, He's owned by like 35% of teams. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's compare that to Zeeble. So your 35%, right, who, let's face it, in your in your kind of top sort of uh, teams there, um, there'd probably be a, a fair amount of them that I, I assume would have started here anyways. But let's bring up Zeeble's comparison of, uh, what do you call it, comparison of a Sydney Joe in case it's at 1%. So, you know, your odds of flying past a lot of the teams above you are pretty high. Um, because they're unlikely to have someone like Jack Siebel, who potentially can finish the year with a with a bang here. You look at his last month, and his last month, 101, 112, 68, albeit they played Geelong down at, um, well, no, they played him at Marvel Stadium, didn't they? Um, and Sydney, 140. So when you're playing for overall, it doesn't really matter if you have that 68, because if that 68 is combated by the 140 next week, You've essentially scored 208 points in two weeks, which on average is 104 points a week, which if you've got a forward average in 104 points a week, then that's a top six forward. Yeah, you just, uh, yeah, for everyone else, I'd probably prefer Heaney. For someone who thinks 74th and looking for a bit of a point of difference, I don't mind going a little bit riskier. Um, even, I think Jeremy Cameron might be under that price as well. I've got it up right now. So. I think he's a little more than that. Um, we're going to get him nice and cheap in a couple of weeks, eh? Why is that? $4.96 because he's still got that break even of one fifty nine. Yeah, that's only for one more game. Though. One more game, yeah. Yeah. He'll probably drop, look, he plays Melbourne this week, he might drop 25k. Yeah, maybe a little bit more. Might be a topic of conversation next week, Jeremy Cameron. That's true. wait, didn't even kick a goal in the weekend. No, um, the Web Express, I love this guy. Um, hey lads, greetings from Italy. Average round for me, even though I had Whitfield, Grundy, Gorn and Neil, I was in the air and could take the C off five. Ouch. Cost me a few league games. Your pod is going to be like gold to me over the next month, even more so. This guy must love Italy. Uh, question is, too early, is it too early to go Garner or Young by trading Baker? The downgrade will allow me to do Dersma to Lloyd, who I think is too much value to pass on. Got to do it, I think. And this is, again, what I'm looking at this week. Yep, so Garner, uh, sorry, Garner, uh, sorry, Young, I'll just stuff that up twice. Young would be the one I get for Baker, and I would do the Desmond Lloyd move. I've no problems with that one. Yeah, uh, we've got another one next, a dude, 55, who's had enough of the shit rookies on field, and even he doesn't like going early, but he's about to do it, and it's Constable and Parker, and Lloyd and Young, got to do it. Yep. Hey, I just got to say, now how much I'm pissed off at Jake Lloyd, too, by the way. Oh, mate, look, last week I said that he was going to make me come express, getting him at a nice cheap price, and he goes out and does shit like that. Corey, you're buying him at 556k potentially this week. That is a cheap price for someone averaging 115, Corey. He just could have been a little bit nicer to me. 115. Go climb climb a goalpost or something, do something. (laughs) Give me a couple of weeks. But no, he, he's way too much value to pass up on. Way too yep. much. Um, 
Even though Hearn, oh, Beeks, even though Hearn has the dreaded round 13, why should I jump on him now before he goes over 600k, potentially trading Robert Dersma for him as it will boost my on-field scoring considerably? I have absolutely no issues with anyone that wants to bring in Hearn this week. I couldn't give a rat's ass what it does to your boys. He's an absolute beast. We've been singing his praises for well over a month now on this podcast. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely all in on Shannon Hearn. And I'll tell you now, if he scored one more point in round seven, Corey, he would have eight of his nine scores be 100 or more. Wow. I would love it if if you could find a way to not use Rob in that trade. But if you need to, go for it. I think if it's... It, sometimes, again, especially if you're like us, you play for league, sometimes it's not a bad idea to just sacrifice one round and just dominate the other two. Yep. Um, if you play for overall, it becomes a little bit different. But Shan, like adding Shannon Hearn to your teams over the next couple of buy rounds is probably more important than having Rob sitting on your bench for round 13. Can I tell you, Corey, you just have to listen Listen to these numbers. 108, 89, 109, 139, 121, 119, 99, 107, 161. I hope that's going to be like a 180 type thing, but I think that fails. But his numbers, Corey, yeah, yeah. You can't, he is now... In my opinion, the number two defender. He's only behind the one and only Lockie Whitfield, in my yeah. opinion. Oh. Even though he's average. Um, well, no, he's averaging more than Jake Lloyd. Are you worried Lloyd. about Jake Lloyd at all with Collingwood coming up this way? Now, I could not give two flying hoops about who Jake Lloyd plays because I think there's only one avenue out of the Sydney defence, and that's Jake Lloyd. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, I had another question, but now I completely forgot it, and that's shit. Yeah, no, go on, Blake. Absolutely. Oh, good. Moving on. Uh, Mr. Player. Yeah. I've got 24 trades left with no rookies due to drop much in price this week, but I'm low on cash and need for upgrades and have a little confidence this week's bubble boys. Is it time to go early on one gamers or someone like Hately, even if he's not selected in order to build cash in the bank, or do I hold fire another week? Rookies in the gun. Colin, Setterfield, Parker, Drew Clark. Yeah, I think you do move early. I think you only move early on one of these one gamers, and I certainly don't think you get Haley. Hey, Corey, I just took out my crystal ball as you're reading this uh, as you're reading this message out because that's what I do here. I have a look at my little crystal ball, see what see what's upcoming, so I can provide the best advice. I can guarantee what's going to happen with Haley is when we've got eleven players on the bubble next week, he will he will just say, <laughs> "Hey, don't forget about me." I can virtually assure you. I can assure you, Corey, that's what's going to happen next week. Imagine if Jackson Haley was named. He'll do it. Corey, he'll do it. You'll see. GWS, they, they don't really care about what, what goes on in the super coach world. They don't care about telling the truth about injuries and all sorts of things like that. Corey, put it in the book, will you? Oh, and Haley, imagine hearing Williams is about one week away and Haley in for Williams. Corey, it, it's going to happen. That's filth. It'll happen. That is absolute filth. You don't bring in a player that's not playing. Hopefully, Haitley's named this week, if it's going to be any week. Hey, what about Rotham? Do you reckon he's a chance with uh, Jetta getting reported? Well, Corey, I can guarantee... How many weeks did Jetta go for? One. Okay, and I can guarantee you he'll get a game. 
and then he'll come straight back out of the team uh, when Jeddah comes back into the team. So please, if Rotham is named, do not trade him in. He'll be there for one week, and one week, that's it. Here we go, Charlie Smith. I was waiting for him. He wants to talk about the GOAT. I know I was laughed at for suggesting Bolter as a trading option last week, so he <laughs> didn't and had to field setters and Parker instead. I called that this would happen, and now he looks set to make at least 100 another K from last week. I know it's extremely cold, uh, bold call, but actually could have worked very well for me. Well, you know what? It could have, but I stand by and absolutely stand by. Some people think I'm stubborn, but I just think I'm intelligent, Corey. I would not change that decision knowing what I know now last week, that's for sure. You're not paying 200k for a bloke that couldn't even average 17 at one point, Corey. Yeah, nah, strongly agree. And Charlie, what other trades did you make last week? Because... You could have avoided having yeah, one of them on the field, got, potentially. You've got 100k in the bank. You know, you probably got more money in the bank now. You've got to look at this long term. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, where you went wrong is you didn't start Bolter. That's where you went wrong. And we wouldn't have said that six weeks ago. Honestly, shut your mouth. Where he went wrong was he didn't start Bolter. Are you listening to yourself? Well, what do you want me to tell him? What do you want me to tell the guy? You're encouraging people to be shit. That last week it was our fault. Well, well, if you wanted Bolter, you should have started with him. I'm sorry, I'll take some you don't have Bolter, and Bolter's going to score over 300. You know, going to be worth over 350k after he plays solo ruck for the next 12 weeks, and uh, they all missed out. All right, well, you, you, is, you can apologise to to young Charlie for laughing at him and telling him he can't go pick Bolter. I said, Goat's going to go. Go pick him. You've got to pick the best players in the game. I and can, right I now, can guarantee you. There go is back no and listen way. to my goat. Goat's going to go. Goat's I, gonna go. I, I cannot wait to listen to bloody last week's podcast. I can guarantee, Corey, honestly, I'm not even in the same suburb as you right now, and I can see all the fence spikes sticking out of your ass because there's nothing, you've never been on one side of the fence or the other. Hey, and you know what? Yes, it's shit that Setterfield scored 29, but you're not team. The bloke had 17 touches. Hit a target, you bloody shit dog! It was so bad. Oh, I think I told you, oh, if this guy gets a game next week, I'd want my, take my membership back. Um, but, you know, if, when you mention the name of Bolter, it's in the same category as your players like Hearn, your Lloyds, your Neils. You know, it's in that great category. So You want to run the podcast solo? Just, if I was you, I'd just keep opening your mouth. Fair Honestly, he could be a Where's full He could be worth uh, it. <laughs> we need to bring Brett back. And I'm fair, I've never thought I'd say those words, but not even Brett would be stupid enough to encourage something 253, like that. he'll probably be worth 500k in about four weeks. Corey, if he's worth 500k, I will streak the MCG. Oh, no, a bolter baby. <laughs> Lachlan Fox 12. Been let down this week by rookies, but only way of one up, one down is Constable and Drew. Is it worth a double down this week and go early to get rid for either of these two for Zeret, Boak, or Whitfield? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I... yeah hey, what happens when your danger field doesn't play? Does Constable get another go? Yeah, I think Constable plays. I mean, he played on the weekend. Yeah, he scored 12. I mean, he had 12 disposals. He didn't score 12. He had 12 disposals. I was going to uh, say, Jesus Christ. He was, dropped after, he was dropped after 27. Corey, his break-even is 51. If he's named, you hold him. Off I think that's common sense. I agree. That's not my question, though. But what's your question? Does he play? Yes, he does. Is if Danger doesn't, he plays. Dangerfield in, is he out? Dangerfield plays, is he out when... 
Who was the lady oh, out yeah. last week? Um, Stanley, was it not? Oh, uh, Atkins. Atkins? Yeah. Corey, he plays. For me, he plays. Mark Mills, I think if he plays, you do have to hold him. That's going to screw up my trade plans as well. Mark Mills, how Corey, do you read the trades? I've got Sorry, but before before this week, I had a new name for him last week, and I know we're very PG here, but Constable, I like to... He's Constable. Just a little bit of a pronunciation thing oh, that I think people are getting wrong, Corey. Your, your English... Not, your English not Constable, yeah. it's Constable. It's just... No, no, well, I'm, I'm a natural English teacher, I think. It's just uh, the way it's pronounced. Mark Mills, how do you rate the trades of Collins and Parker to Stewart and Young? I love it. Yeah, me too. I think Young, and Young's job security. You think he's pretty safe, don't you? Yeah, I think he's pretty safe, and uh, I think your dishwasher's there finished in the court, in the background, Corey. Hey, um, Tom Stewart. Now, boy, Jenny, I've been singing his praises since I reckon round one this year. He's just he's just getting it done. Now, the some of the hesitancy people had around him was, oh no, Zach Tui, no, 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 don't worry about that. He's doing it with Zach Tui now. And um, Gold Coast, Sydney, and then Richmond in the next three. We know what Richmond like to give up. Uh, you know, some of those bigger type scores. So, uh, very, very good time to jump on Tom Stewart, I would have thought. It's bloody good, bloody good footballer. Um, Jordan Park, unfortunately, I've been stuck with Libba longer than I should have been. What's my best option? That is yuck. Uh, upgrade straight to Caleb Daniels slash Tom Stewart and lose 100k I have in the bank or downgrade to a rookie? Nah, no, go to Tom Stewart. Yeah. That's not even a question. Don't go to Daniel. Not after his last two scores. You couldn't do it, could you? No, but in saying that, in all fairness to Daniel, they had Geelong and Brisbane in really, really wet conditions too. So. Yep. No, no, and that most certainly would have made a difference. However, still, 486k, break even 134. I don't think he scored 134 this year, has he? Uh, 120 is the highest score. Yeah. So, no, no, you certainly don't move on in this week. I don't know what this guy's done here. I think he's written his questions in an image and saved it with the thing. I don't know what's going on. Who is this? Listen, this half the freaking photo hasn't even loaded. Sean Jubber. Uh, he's got his team here. I was thinking maybe going on early Atley because he looks like a few downgrade options next week. So trading Constable to Atley, then upgrading due to Jake Lloyd. Due. Drew, uh, by switching Darcy Moore forward, so I don't have to play Parker on field, and I have to play either Stocker, Hayes, or Atley on field. What's your thoughts? Do the trade, get Atley on field. I'm actually happy for play for people, and I know this is a little bit weird, but if you can get Lloyd in your team and it means moving Constable on a little bit early, I don't mind it. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, I'll look, look up with you on that. Uh, Tom uh, Whittley, downgrade, uh, rookie downgrade targets with best job security. Okay, so who's got the best job security in your eyes? Is it Young? Yeah, I'm going to go Young, Garner, Atley. Um, I've got no real idea on the other guys because I haven't done... Yeah. I haven't uh, looked into them an awful deal, but yeah, I'll take those three. I'm probably the same. Uh, Tom Scambler. Good day, boys. Love the podcast. Looking for a few upgrade options this week and don't know where to start. I know it's time to move Dersmer and maybe Constable too, but maybe also looking for an upgrade in the forward line like Moore and Drew. I'm actually really enjoying this Constable thing. Yeah, well, that's his name, Constable, Corey. I'm, I'm not sure what you're finding funny about it all. It's just, I'm just glad. I mean, I'm enjoying that I've been educated. Oh, well, you know, we all, we all have the right to, ed- to an education, I would have thought, Corey. Hey, I'll tell you, if I'm this guy... And I'm not, so that doesn't really matter. But if I was Corey, I would be looking at doing something like Baker 
Um, I'd, I'd like to move him down to someone. Um, young in the forward line. Yep. And then what I'd like to do, if Drew is not named, I would just like to see um, Drew get upgraded, to be honest. And, you know, you can go to, I don't know, a Boak. Could you not? I think Boak's, with his break-even, I mean, his break-even's a little higher, but I don't think it's high enough to worry about not trading him in, if that makes sense. Um, I'm just trying to look now if you can do a bit of DPP. It doesn't he seem can, like he, he can. He back to the defence, which is where you want to play him. Because um, he could even do like a, what's he got, 55 in the case? Probably not enough because I was going to yeah. be like Gibbons down to add well, him, but that doesn't get Baker, Baker, would, Baker down would give you a 250 in the bank, and you can put 250 on a Dersma. You could buy a Zerit, a Bont, um, someone like that, and, and, that, and that would be pretty handy, but I'll be moving heaven and earth next week to make sure that you no longer have Ainsworth um, on your field. Well, yeah, well, the Gardner or one of those other ones that pops up. Um, yeah. Justin Iris convinced me to not go park at a boulder having 23 trades left after. Cool. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Just get rid of him. No, it, it does not... You got power of that? Oh, well, yeah, we actually can. He's going to trade Matt Parker, Corey. Matt Parker... To Noah Bolter. To the GOAT. That's He's a, going that's, to that's pay a, money to do it. That's a good upgrade. I'll tell you what, when Bolter's averaging 110 for the next couple of weeks, that's probably a good upgrade, I reckon. Oh, Corey. He's going to pay money to do it. <laughs> GOAT going to oh, go, baby. The stupidity, Corey. The stu- oh, fair. Oh, look, I don't know if there's been... Go, you go, know, go. Some, some weird moon event that's happened during the week. But I'll tell you what, the listeners, they've just gotten stupid this week, I reckon. <laughs> Bolter. Big, ah, a Bolter. Big Bolter cult going on right now. Oh, for, for goodness sake. Lead blast down here. I can't wait for Bolter to score, like, you know, another 60-plus in the, in the elite memes that just keep popping out from Bolter. I'm, I'm going to be looking... At the moon over the next few days, Corey. Yeah. Because I'm concerned. Because if all these, I'm going to have a few tests done to myself. Because if all these idiots have gotten stupider, I want to know why I'm so intelligent. Uh, I'm pretty sure Justin's probably taking the piss here. I really hope he is. Um, oh, well, if he's not, he's going to have a bloody good uh, look at himself. I would have thought. Oh my goodness! You can't be doing that, Justin. But. Hey, go, going to go. You know how fun it is having Noel Boulder in your Bombs, now listen here. This is going to sound a little bit ridiculous, yeah? But you should do something to get Noel Bolter into your team. Because do you know how much fun it is? Like, hear me out. If you go William Drew down to Bolter, you'll bank 80K, but you'll have a good time. And that's Corey. probably more important than the cash. Corey, <laughs> I wanted a nervous breakdown. I'd probably just ring my mother and have a conversation. Go, gonna go, baby. Go, gonna go. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Justin Iris again. Have three downgrades to make Soonish Petch Parker Clark. Hold on. Is this the same idiot that wanted to do Parker to Bolter? Get him <laughs> off. Should we be looking to do an early downgrade this week and allow for a double downgrade next week? If so, who's best to go earlier? We already said that. So basically, Justin Iris' trades this week are probably going to be, you know. Petra Charlie and Parker to uh, Young and Noel Bolter. Now, if I was him, now, I'll take this next part seriously because I've had me, I've had me fun and I hope 
you know, I think the listeners know by now, Corey, I, you know, I'll do things for a little bit of show here when I'm going on my rants like that. I didn't but, that. Well, that's because we probably speak about the truth off air or whatever. <laughs> on air, we like to maintain it to facade. If he's looking at, you know, three downgrades soonish and he wants to be those three and you want to do the early downgrade, I think Parker is the one you do the early downgrade on. And I think you do Parker to Young. Oh, uh, yeah. Parker's, Parker's pig. Yeah. Because Clark, Clark's still got his 80-odd from two weeks ago sitting there. So he broke even 37 you'd anticipate he'd get somewhere near that, you would have thought. And someone like Petra Chali, well, I'll tell you now, no one has been more consistent than Petra Chali this season in terms of a forward rookie. And you, you'd field him over a lot of the other types, would you not? Yeah, I couldn't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, and with a break even of 52, Petra Chali, I don't see sort of dipping in value either. But Parker, no, nah, you certainly just trade Parker. Break even of 90. How many times you got over 90 this year, Corey? None. Oh, no, nah, I think he has once, hasn't he? No, he scored 89 in round two. Oh. He hasn't hit his break even once this year. Poor bastard. And you know what? He hasn't even scored 90 combined in his last two weeks, Corey. He's barely halfway there, so move on him, will you? Yeah. Although he does play Carlton, he might come out and score 142. That, look, that's it for questions there. Um... Well, it normally comes up to question. Trade. <laughs> well, usually we, we might do a bit of captain talk, a bit of trade talk, Corey, something along those lines. Oh, mate, I'm just... Oh, no bolters in my head right now. I can just see his face just swirling around. That's, go, the, go, only thing, the only thing we needed to top this conversation off was, should I upgrade to Parker or... or uh, sorry, Parker. Should I upgrade to Noah Bolt or Robin Marshall? I'll tell you what, if that question had come flying in, I would have thrown my headphones and gone to sleep. Can't wait to get my Noah Bolter cover cut out this year, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, shit. I'm, I'm done. I'm so lost now. Trade, Bob. Trade. So, well, look, we'll recap what we've done last week. Oh, really that's, yeah, that's probably a great idea. Let's go have a look at my team because I've got no freaking idea. So, I actually, um, I, had a, I had an absolute chest on me last week, Corey. Um, I had about 560k in the bank. So, I did Jack Ross up to Andrew Gaff, believe it or not. And um, what was that? I said not bad. Bad. And I um, also brought him McCray. I just can't remember who the hell I traded out for him. Um, uh, well, no, nah, not Walsh. Uh, some other rookie. Yeah, some rookie that was ready to go, I would have thought. Not um, constable. No, not constable. Not constable. Uh, you're already not constable, sorry. Bit of DPP action. I don't know. Is so there a way to check your... Uh, oh, no, Will, Will Drew. I tried Will Drew. Ah, nice. Yep. So Will Drew to McRae and Jack Ross to Gaff. So all my money has been burnt. But Will I felt that was too just, just so you know as well. Yeah, not surprised by that. Um, my trades last week, shit, can't even remember. All, all week, all week I was moving Walsh. I was, in the end I decided I think I was going Scott down to Stocker and Walsh up to Gaff and then hit the absolute carnage with my team and Drew and more going out. Um, I've got Bynes, obviously, up forward because I've got O'Brien in the rucks. It just absolutely screwed me. So I had to pull the trigger early and go. I went Darcy Moore to Travis Boak, which really shat me because I didn't want to pay full price for him. Um, and someone down to Stocker. Can't remember who as well. Uh, no, not DPP. I've got no idea. They're one of the rookies. One of the shit ones. Um, so this week, I'm looking. If I want it, I was going to grab Lloyd. I was going to go Constable down to uh, either Young or Garner. 
Um, swings and plays around via DVP. I uh, can move either Drew or Durst, Madison Lloyd as well. Um, but absolutely filthy in this case because I wasn't far off of doing Drew and Dersma to Lloyd and Young. I'm about like 4K short of that. So, yeah. But look, I just want to say something because there's a lot of people who stress in. They send a lot of questions in during the week. Um, you know, podcast is a great time to have this trade talk. But like last week, what I like to do is I kind of like to make an early trade early in the week, have a think about what I'm going to do. But so many variables happen, like so much random shit pops up, especially as we get into this time of year. Like, I could have planned my whole entire, you know, holiday last week, got it absolutely ready, you know, got my team ready, stopped waiting, stopped stressing out, and then Thursday teams come out, and everything that I'd thought about had to go out the window. So I wasn't getting Boat yet, I was waiting for Boat, I wasn't getting... Lloyd now, I was, you know, waiting for Lloyd. So you can't really sometimes just dive too deep into what you're going to do. It's great to think about, it's great to brainstorm, but sometimes, yeah, just don't overthink it. And for myself this week, cause I'm looking at doing Dersma down to Young via Darcy Moore DPP, swinging him to the back line, and that will pocket me the money to do Sam Walsh up to Lockie Neal at this point. Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Um, and not to mention the live, we've been doing live pods every week as well too, so... Try not to stress out during the week because I think they'll stay around. Was there one last week? Yeah, Tito ran it. Ah, okay, cool. Young yeah. Zito, he got on he got on the live vid. I've actually enjoyed the vids. They work pretty well. He's done an excellent job. If there's anyone you probably want running a live podcast at the moment, it's him. He's absolutely flying. Um, yeah. He scored 2,300 on the weekend. I'm pretty sure he's ranked at the top 100. So. The bloke probably does not have Noah Bolter. I've... Like, Think you're wrong. I'm pretty sure he does have Noah Bolter because goat gonna go, baby. Well, that might be the end of me, Corey. That's it. Uh, vice captain and captain. Now I'll tell you now. He scored 66 on the weekend, but don't let that deter you. Oh, I can actually break even of 171. He might even hit it, Corey. He might even hit it. He has not scored below 156 against the Saints since 2016, as Patrick Cripps. Wow. That is a fact, even though he's only played two games against them. So he's gone 156 and 157. So um, he's going to monster them. He's going to be on the prowl, and he scores at Marvel Stadium this year, Corey. 157, 110, 123. So you can lock Patrick Cripps in. His career average against the Saints is 139.8, and there's 172 in that as well as those two 150s, isn't it? He's going to do things to them that St Kilda didn't even know were possible to be done to themselves. He's going to take them on some sort of wild uh, sex romp on the weekend, and he's just going to probe anything that comes his way. I'm going to tell you that. Now, people might consider that inappropriate, not politically correct, but I can tell you now that is going to be factually correct. He's gonna make he's gonna make St Kilda come express. He, uh, Corey, he, I promise you, he will score. Well, I shouldn't promise you because I like to keep my promises and I don't really have control over this. But he will score one forty plus. The line for him for VC this week should be one hundred and thirty nine point five. That's not bad. I'm serious. What, vice-captain? I've got no idea, because I'm only looking at Patrick Cripps at this stage, Corey, and uh, 
haven't even begun my article stuff, but I'll get that sorted out tomorrow and uh, have a look at www.supercoachleaks.com. Uh, find find yourself your way to uh, choose, your, choose your captains round 10 and you can read more about it on Wednesday. Beautiful. That uh, Right now, early in the week, I'm looking at Grundy into uh, Cripper as well. Um, I'm hoping there's a lot of people that just get off by the 66 because he's going to go absolutely bananas, I think, as well. Do we need to start looking at teams if they're playing to ball, seriously freaking out? No. <laughs> Corey, I'm not worried. He can go to Clayton Oliver. Let him go there. Clayton Oliver doesn't do shit on the footy field anymore. You know, he gets a little handball here. How many handballs do you have on the weekend, you reckon? 25? Something like that. Let's say hi. I'm not concerned one bit by a bloke called Matt DeBoer. I can assure you of that. Um, particularly when the GWS fixture is as it is. Because if he's going to run to players, I mean, sure, he might run to your fives. Fives? Well, I said fives, didn't I? He might run to your dangers or your Tim Kellys or your McCrays or your Bolts. Or, you know, he might run to these sorts. But the, the reality is that the players he runs to, Corey... They're probably pretty popularly owned. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, anything to add? No, Corey, I don't. I want to apologise for any rudeness that may have come across during this podcast and any people that may have been offended by a few of my words. You know, I spoke about probing and these sort of things, so I do want to apologise for that. But fair enough, Corey. If you're going to talk about Noah Bolton next week, prepare for a walk-off. Do you want to, to apologise for your last three years then while you're apologising? I don't think I've ever heard you apologise in the pod. Well, occasionally when I'm on the podcast, I may regret a thing or two I say because, you know, there's no chance for re-records here, but I'll stand by my body of work over the last three years, Corey. All right, Elitist, on behalf of Bombs and myself, uh, peace out, community. Thanks for listening, and GOAT is going to go.